One of the questions that I get asked the most is, why do you go into child psychiatry? Well, I've had always had a special interest in working with kids with developmental disabilities, working with kids on the autism spectrum, and speaking up for them when they may not have been able to do so. As I'm sure you're aware, there's a lot of misinformation and disinformation about autism out there. And one of the things that these people kind of cling to or fly to is the rising rates of autism. In this video, we're going to explore that a little bit, talk about where that's maybe coming from, and let's stick around and learn from me. My name is Dr. Mirza. I am a psychiatrist, board certified in adult psychiatry, child adolescent psychiatry, and addiction medicine. Rising rates of autism has been a topic for discussion for probably over a decade or so. The CDC estimates that in the US there's about 2% of the children have autism. We don't quite know what the rate is for people who are like adults. When we're talking about autism, we have to understand what the words are and what that means. 2013 is what the introduction of the DSM-5, and that's really a turning point in this whole discussion of autism, autism spectrum disorder. What the DSM is, is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. It is a checklist manual that's there to help people diagnose various psychiatric psychological disorders. It could be depression, anxiety, ADHD. Part of that also is autism. 2013 was the introduction of DSM-5. Before that, we had DSM-4, um, which came out around 2000. And with DSM-4, there was the word autism spectrum disorder, but there were within that four different disorders. First was the autistic disorder. Next was Asperger's disorder. Next was PDD-NOS, or pervasive developmental disorder, not otherwise specified. And last was something that was called childhood disintegrative disorder, or Heller syndrome. Going into these a little bit, you know, when we had autistic disorder back in DSM-4, and I'm going to use the language that was used around that time. Again, this is not what we use a lot now. Autistic disorder is what we think of and refer to as classical autism. And this is when we talk about, quote unquote, lower functioning autistic individual, people who may have troubles with cognitive impairments, people who have trouble with maybe language impairments, they mean mean nonverbal, and they may need a lot of assistance and help in their life. Asperger's is what we used to call, quote unquote, high functioning autism, people who may not have had issues with language and or intellect and cognition. PDD-NOS pervasive developmental disorder is, is kind of a cluster umbrella term of like something's going on in regards to communication, something's there in terms of intellect, sometimes there in terms of socialization, maybe some repetitive things. They may hit some characteristics of what may be autistic disorder, not quite all of them. And then childhood disintegrative disorder is something that's very rare. Um, it's almost like this regression that occurs. Somebody may have a quote-unquote normal development, they hit all their milestones on time, everything is great and good, and then around three years old and after, there appears to be this massive regression that occurs. So they lose speech, they lose motor function, they may have things like hallucinations or endopsychosis that really are drastic and be very frightening as well. This brings us then to DSM-5. So DSM-5 comes around and it says, let's get rid of all these labels that are there. And we're putting them all under one umbrella and we're calling it autism spectrum disorder. This was revolutionary because what we were seeing was that when we're using the old criteria DSM-4, people were able to say, hey, somebody's in this autism area, but we're not sure are they 
autistic? Are they Asperger's? Are they X, Y, and Z? Are they PDNOS? And autism now, when we talk about autism spectrum disorder, there's spe certain specifiers that go along with the diagnosis. So again, using DSM-5, we use autism spectrum disorder. We talk about a with or without language impairment. And then again, with or without cognitive impairment. And then also we have the levels. There's level one, two, and three. Level one requiring support, level two requiring substantial support, and level three is requiring very substantial support. So if we're really looking into how we communicate these diagnoses clinician to clinician, so we have an understanding of where someone is on this spectrum, instead of just saying autism spectrum disorder, and this language that is there, these levels are there for more effective communication when we're looking at things like supports for school, IEPs, 504 plans. That's why we have all these descriptors that are there. Question becomes now the increasing rates because there's people again who are out there who will say the rates are increasing, the rates are increasing. And if we look at some charts, when we have what's out there, the rates look like they're increasing. I was reading a stat between in the UK between like 1998 and 2018, there was almost a thousand fold increase in the rates of autism diagnosis. And this is again, alarming for people who just look at it without saying, hey, let's look at the what's there beneath it. So what's leading to these increases? There's a lot of schools of thoughts we're not really fully sure. And it's unsure if there is actually an increase in incidence. We don't actually know if the actual number of people who are autistic is going up or is it, and this is my personal belief, we've had greater awareness of autism spectrum disorder as a whole. Because of that, now we're also looking for it more. There's greater resources that are there for people who are potentially looking for a diagnosis. And also going back to DSM-5, we've expanded the definition of what autism is. So if you take this combination of all these things, is it more of the fact that, hey, there is more autism out there, or we've expanded the definition, we're looking for it more, we know that it's out there, and more people know to look for it. And therefore, we've opened our eyes to the people who would have fallen between the cracks beforehand. And this is my personal belief. I think we have a lot of people who fell into this cracks of feeling like, I'm not sure if there was something quote unquote wrong with me, or I felt different, I felt off, and they may have escaped this diagnosis as a children. And this is why we have this kind of greater increase in people who are pursuing adult autism diagnoses, because they've said, I felt off my whole life, I felt different, I didn't connect, I had these kind of qualities that were there. And now if they were children, they, were, they would have been diagnosed as autism. We'll dive into autism a little bit more in a, probably another video, but this was something I wanted to kind of bring up in regards to this whole controversies that are out there in regards to, hey, are the rates of people actually going up or is it not?